Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning. It's a great day out today and I hope you're having a wonderful day. And this is Pastor David Miller and we're going to be talking uh, with you here today on our final episode of this three-part series about David and his life. And we have seen some, uh, some things already in these first two episodes about David and the life of David. And uh, we left off how he killed a lion, killed a bear, and killed a giant. And God had blessed David greatly and the Lord was using him. He was quickly being exalted. And the favor of God was on him. The hand of God was on him. And God was using his life. Now I told you at the onset of this series that David was a mighty man, a great man. But also that David was a man that made a lot of mistakes. Some terrible mistakes. And yet we wonder then why would he be called a man after God's own heart? And if you want to know more about that, listen to the first episode of this series. David, the most important one, I think, is that David was a man that truly knew how to repent. And so we're going to talk to you about David some more here today. And I want to say this at the start. In this 20-minute segment, excuse me, there is absolutely no way to even scratch the surface of all that I would need to tell about this great man. I mean, this would take a month of 20-minute segments. But just to hit a few highlights here, after this great thing had happened, this giant being killed and so on, we, we see here that, of course, Saul, who was then king, loved David for a time. But he quickly became jealous of David and even in his jealousy of David he had put him out of his courts but yet he made him a commander of a thousand men I think that's first Samuel chapter 18 around verse 13 that he done this by chapter 19 we see David fleeing from Saul running from him because he knew this jealousy had grown into uh, even more. It grown into hatred. And by the way, that's what jealousy usually does. Be careful because it does grow into hatred. But in chapter 22 and verse number 1 through 5, David had to flee and to hide from Saul. And he did that by going to uh, a cave, a cave at Adullam, Adullam, and David hid there. Of course, we see that Saul had pursued him and uh, came to where the cave was. And do you know he actually tried to find David but and to kill David, but David actually cut off his, the corners of his skirt and didn't kill him, didn't take his life. David had 
opportunities to take the life of Saul, but he did not do that. He honored the man that was in that position at that time, even though he knew that he'd been anointed king, but he yet honored Saul. Uh, A lot of men in this day and time don't do that. They're always pushing and trying to get ahead and trying to gain position before God's ready for him. And that's a mistake. But David, this this great man, like we said, he'd done so many great things. And I kind of hate today that I can't share all of them with you because there'd just be no way. But David was a man in many, many battles, great battles. And he had... He should have been more loved by Saul, I guess. And I think in some ways he was. But do you remember me telling you last episode how that an evil spirit came upon him? David would play the harp. The evil spirit would leave. It was almost kind of like when that evil spirit came upon him or demonic spirit came upon him. The hatred grew worse insomuch that it finally stayed in his life. So David was hunted by his own father-in-law. He had escaped many attempts upon his life. He had a great friend in Jonathan, though, and he had told Jonathan one time, he said, there's but a step between me and death. So he realized that uh, there was a, if you will, a bounty out upon his life, and, and David had to run And even in his running, he won many battles. So he had escaped many attempts upon his life. He was also mocked by his own wife. And the reason she mocked him was because David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might. I mean, he was giving glory and praise and honor uh, to the Lord and dancing before the Lord, and instead of her being thrilled about it, she mocked him or made fun of him. Now, the Bible also says in one place that she did love him. So, man, when you read things like that, you see she loved him. Then a little later, she mocked him. Well, I'm not going to comment too much on that. I just want to say, if you're listening, you truly love your spouse. Don't mock them. Don't say bad things about them. And he was betrayed, and this is probably the, as far as my opinion, this is the greatest betrayal in David's life. His own son, his own son, Absalom, uh, betrayed him, and he made a coup and got people together with him, and he would do things like this. He would go up to folks and say, oh, if I was king in Israel... You know, I would do this, I would do that. And that spirit of Absalom, we still see in the world today. Uh, so Absalom, he did have a following, but God did not have his hand upon Absalom. So Absalom had betrayed his father. And what a terrible, uh, terrible thing that that was. And trying to take over his throne, trying to do all of these things, and yet David survived that. I want to say this to you, that even when David or Absalom rather died, 
and word came back to David and they talked about him his hair being caught in the bows or boughs of a tree and and uh, the darts being stuck into his heart and how he died. David didn't rejoice at the death of his enemy because it was his son. He still loved him no matter what. That's a perfect picture of Christ. You know what? We, we are the sons of God. We are that are saved. And if we fail and make terrible mistakes, I don't believe that God rejoices in our downfall. But rather, I think that it saddens the heart of God. So David wept over his son. And he said, Absalom, Absalom, would to God that I had died for thee. So he loved him so much. He was actually saying, I would have rather died than for my son to have had to die. But we've seen all these things happen and uh, attempts on his life, yet God had his hand on him and David was this great man. We know that. But now... I want to I want to fast forward through all this and talk about a terrible terrible mistake in David's life. David one day was uh on a rooftop and he was looking out and I want you to notice the Bible said it was a time when kings went to war but he wasn't at war. He wasn't in the place that he should have been. Sometimes if we're not exactly where we should be with God it opens up a door for us to possibly sin or fail. So David looks and he sees a woman that is bathing by the name of Bathsheba. He sent for her and they brought her to him. And then sin, of course, was committed. Uh, later, Later, David, when he realized uh, the problems that had come and the, uh, uh, that there was no longer a way to hide, that she was going to have a child, David then sent and said, have her husband, Uriah, come and lay with his wife. He was a better man than David in that regard. He would not do that. And he said, I I'm not going to do this while my, my fellow man and my other warriors are fighting. So he stayed outside all that night. So finally, David, when he couldn't hide the sin that way, David had him put in the forefront or on the first, on the front lines of the hottest battle. I mean, knowing that it was almost inevitable that he would be killed, and he, he was. So. It was a terrible, terrible thing that had happened. Then the prophet comes to David and says, I want to tell you a story about a person that had all of these lambs and could have done anything he wanted. But then there was one little ooh, lamb, one little baby lamb that this other man had. And he said, the man that had all the other lambs, he took that one to himself and he dressed it. And so on. He tells him the story. David was angry. And he said, tell me who the man is. I'll, I'll have him taken care of. Just tell me who he is. And the prophet said, thou art the man. I mean, this is preaching, brother. He looked him right in the eye and told him, king or no king, 
You're the man that has committed this terrible, terrible sin. So today, folks, I just want you to know that no matter who you are, preacher, prophet, it doesn't matter who you are. If you sin, God knows about that sin and you cannot hide your sin. Now, all of these, all these things happen, like I've said about three times already, and I hate to repeat myself, but I just wish that I didn't have to skip over all of this. Uh, but I feel it necessary in this last episode so I can get to the main point of it. And I'm talking about David's last words. So all these things in his life, and you could read a lot of, if you want to read about David, you can. And it'd be a great thing if you did but it'll, it'll take quite a while. But skipping ahead to David's last words, this is found in 2 Samuel chapter number 23 and verse number one. And I'm going to just simply read these to you. So David repented. God forgave David and uh, all of that. But here's his last words. Verse one. Now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel said, So they're saying, they're calling David that sweet psalmist, the anointed one that was raised up of the God of Jacob. These are the words David said, found starting in verse 2 now. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me. His word was in my tongue. Oh my, could you imagine this? And they were. Read Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and so on. Read some of those psalms and beautiful songs and psalms that David wrote. So, yes, truly, the word of the Lord was in his tongue. In verse 3, he said, And the God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. So David said, The, the Spirit of the Lord was in my tongue, and the God of Israel, the rock of Israel, spoke to me and said, he that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And if there's any preacher, Sunday school teacher, deacon, elder, or anyone in leadership, in church leadership, please listen to these words. David said that the Lord said, if you're going to rule over men, other men, you must be just. You must rule in the fear of God. So don't think that you're somebody by yourself. You are not. And don't think you can do it on your own or by yourself. You cannot. And above all, don't think you can sin and live ungodly, an ungodly life and un, ungodly things done by you and still rule. The, David said, no way, you can't. The next verse said, he shall be as the light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds. As the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. That's how you're supposed to be, church leader, right there. 
Are we there? Is that how we are uh, expressing our ministries? Then David says, although my house be not so with God. You talk about true confession and true repentance that I've been telling you over and over and over through this, uh, these three uh, episodes. He said, and it's not so with my house. Yet he made me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things, and sure, for this is all my salvation and all my desire, although he make it not to grow. David said, my whole desire, my whole salvation, everything that I want, that's what it is. But he said, even though he make it not to grow. David knew that even though God had forgiven him and all of that, he knew that his house would never be what it could have been or should have been had it not been for those horrible failures and above all that when he committed adultery with another man's wife. And by the way, adultery is still sin. Then the very next verse, he said, but the sons of Belial, or that means sons of the devil, shall be all of them as thorns thrust away because they cannot be taken with hands. So he said the sons of, of the devil are like thorns that cannot be thrust away because you can't even touch them. But the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron and the staff of a spear, and they shall be utterly burned with fire in the same place. What great words, these last words of David. David realized, he talked about in the ending, the last words about the sons of Belial, sons of the devil, going to be threw away, cast off, couldn't even be handled by men. But he said, they're going to be utterly burned with fire in the same place. So that's what's going to happen to sin and sinners. There is a place called hell. And that's where the uh, sinner and the ungodly are going to appear. I don't want to be a part of that crowd. So in ending this episode here, this shortened episode that I wish I could have been more uh, clear with giving you more details but David's last words was, God was in my tongue. God told me that if I ruled, I had to rule just. And I had to rule in the fear of God. And told me in verse 4 how I should rule. And then he goes and said, but my house was not so. So I urge you today, if God has placed you in any form of church leadership, rule well, rule in the fear of God. Do your job in the fear of God and realize that without God, you're nothing. I am nothing without the Lord. It's been good to be with you. I've enjoyed this series. And I'd like for you to be back with us in the, nether, in the next episode, rather. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we love you in the Lord. God bless you very much. <laughs>